0: Hey, I'm Amber, and I'm Becca, and this is Forward Farming.
1: Hey guys, welcome back well, to Forward Farming. Man, we were doing so good. <laughs> I screwed <sighs> it up already. Uh, we, we're just a little bit nervous today because we have a very special guest oh, yeah. with us. What? and it is Miss Sophia. (laughs) Don't
0: worry she has to go poop. Why do they feel the need to tell you every time? Uh, Anyways we have another another special guest that hopefully doesn't have to go poop tonight on the podcast. I'm really excited because we have Cassie Sonentag. Did I say that right? Yep. Okay, good. (laughs) Early to think about that. Um, So she is a fellow Wisconsinite. Uh, She lives near Cadott, Wisconsin, and she works for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. So I'm really excited to have you on, Cassie. Um, If you just want to give us a little rundown of your life, birthday, social security number, (laughs) usual. Oh, awesome. You know, I'm I'm always looking for opportunities to give that out. (laughs) Um, so
2: yeah, I work for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Uh, I'm the District 4 coordinator, so I have the six counties in western Wisconsin. So that's Buffalo, Eau Claire, Jackson, La Crosse, Monroe, and Trempealeau counties. Um, and my role with them is I work with those six counties with their county boards every month. Um, I meet with them on a regular basis and do things like assisting with their minutes, um, providing them with their financials, helping them with event planning, and then Probably the one of the bigger roles is helping with membership recruitment and and retention. Um, so just kind of telling, spreading the word about Farm Bureau, what it is, what we do, all that good
1: stuff. For those listeners that don't know what the Farm Bureau is all about, kind of give us a rundown on what all is involved with that. Absolutely.
2: So the Wisconsin Farm Bureau is Wisconsin's largest general farm organization. So by that, what I'm saying is any. Anybody who's a farmer or involved in um, agriculture has the opportunity to be a member. Um, We represent kind of all shapes and sizes, all commodities, all the good stuff. Um, And we're... Hold on. (laughs) I guess, first off, to, to say that we are a grassroots organization, so our members are kind of the biggest Part of the organization obviously they're the ones that drive what we do in the ins and outs of the organization so um, basically you join by paying your farm bureau membership uh, through your county farm bureau and the, those dues kind of give you the offerings to everything in farm bureau so we have a long list of membership benefits there's activities you can be involved in uh, uh, conferences and conventions and leadership opportunities all of that and then kind of the centerpiece of our organization is our grassroots policy so um, Farm Bureau members they you know if you have something going on on your farm and you want to talk to your legislators about it or it's something that you want to see taken care of at the Capitol or in Washington DC um, our members have the opportunity to influence policy that eventually is kind of the roadmap for our organization for that coming year so um, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it, but there's so much in Farm Bureau that you can do. It's kind of up to the Farm Bureau member, what they want to, um, what they want for their experience.
0: Awesome. I have so many more questions, but let's do highs and lows, and then we'll get into the integrity interrogation. Yeah. Interrogation.
1: <laughs> Put me in the hot seat. Yes. <laughs> so to start you off in the hot seat, do you have a high for the week that you would like to share right away? Well, is it possible to have the same
2: high and low for the week? Because I yes. feel like. Election,
1: it that, that, yeah, I was going to say. That like, you know, like,
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's all of it. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, <laughs> besides that, um, I would say my high for the week, I got a haircut this week and it was like kind of a dramatic one. <laughs> um, my hair was like, you know, well, not that the listeners can see it, but it was like below my shoulders by quite a bit. And I had grown it out for several years and I decided to cut it my shoulder length and I don't know it's kind of a little bit of my my me time as well. <laughs> yeah it looks good. I you love know. when
0: you cut your hair short and it like everything just feels so light and you wash your hair and you're just like oh my gosh <laughs>
2: this is great. Yeah and my hair lady she's just she's so much fun. She's just like a goofy bundle of joy and and re- I went there on election day. So it was like, I went and voted and then I went and got my hair cut and I walk in and she's like, so what are you wearing to the civil war next week? I was like, oh but, but yeah,
0: then oh, I, home, what I, wanted
2: to do. I was like, I want to cut it. And she starts cutting and like, she did this really loud, dramatic snip and it was like, oh, no, going no, I'm back now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That was probably the perfect thing to do on election day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Becca, what was your high? <laughs>
0: My high is this weather. Oh, oh I I just love yeah. it. It's warm out. It's like it was 72 today, I think. hmm I had shorts on and I had a t shirt on. You did yeah, for a short a short period of time. Know. I had I had jeans You did on too? Like a, oh yeah. It was warm. You're more north. You probably didn't get as warm. I'm more you north do. of I would yeah. I'm more north of Amber and
2: oh. I was shorts in a t-shirt today. <laughs> God, live a little, Amber. Come
0: on Shoot. It was nice out, but it the was. sunshine and then yeah, the, the warmer temperatures is just nice. That's my <laughs> high.
1: Yeah, I guess my high is this is our first week out of harvest, and I am so relieved. Um on Monday and Tuesday, I had to run in to town for doctor's appointment. So it kind of got me out of the marsh for a little bit and back into the real world, which I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing, but it was nice just to take a minute and just sneak on out for a few days. So I guess that was my high. That was relaxing. Good. Do you (laughs) have low
0: turn the tables on you again?
1: Outside of the obvious. Um, Yeah, my low, I took Winnie, my cat to the vet (laughs) on Tuesday for a dental (laughs) cleaning and this poor little nugget. I knew they told me, uh, she was probably going to have to have a tooth pulled when we, when we brought her in for her last appointment because she had a kitty cavity. And, uh, so I dropped her. I didn't know that was a thing, but (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Apparently it's a thing, uh, especially with long-haired cats because you have to feed them wet food mostly. So it kind of helps with their hairballs. So they don't have enough dry food to kind of like clean their teeth. So if
0: you uh, shaved her like a lion, this would be a problem, (laughs) but.
1: You are more than welcome to try. Uh, (laughs) So it's always a big thing when I take Winnie to the vet, because as they like to put it, she has her own personality. Uh, (laughs) That's just a nice way of saying that she is a little demon. And (laughs) When I dropped her off, she whenever we like trade hands from me to the vet, she always lets out this very heartbreaking cry and it makes me cry every single time. It's just like this. And it's so sad. <laughs> and she did that this time and I just start sobbing in the parking lot of the vet clinic. And um they took her back and everything and I got a call like an hour later after they started surgery and they're like Hi, Amber, this is Dr. Blah, blah, blah. And once we started uh, working on Winnie, we noticed that we're going to have to pull quite a few more teeth than we originally thought. And uh, we're thinking it's going to be like four or five teeth. And and we just want to make sure that's okay with you because every tooth costs extra uh, to pull. And I was like, yeah, sure, do whatever you need to do. And I go to pick her up and they had to pull six teeth out of her. And she was missing like four teeth to begin with. So when she went in, they're like, we don't know if she swallowed them, if they just fell out naturally, but she was already missing teeth. Yeah, <laughs> she's six years old. So now all she has left are just her fangs and like the little front baby teeth.
0: I guess it's a good thing that she eats wet food then, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. So <laughs> the next morning we got up and our poor little cheeks were swollen and... <laughs>
0: Amber's gonna cry again,
1: <laughs> but she's fine. She's fine. She's doing good. She's moving and grooving and back to running the house, <laughs> but she's all doped up on pain meds and that's kind of fun. So poor little Winnie. She, she took one on the chin this week. <laughs> when you say her mouth, Did they, uh, trim it? her up. Uh, they, they just trimmed her nails. Thankfully. But they gave her back and they're like yeah that's all we could do because again she's got her own personality and she didn't want us to do anything else
2: when you say that she's like swollen in her cheeks all i can think of is like when you see the pictures of dogs where they get like stung by a bee like right here just. Poof.
1: <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad but uh she's she's a very furry cat to begin with so just like her little cheeks look like she was packing nuts <laughs> like a little chipmunk anyway Poor little Muggo. <laughs> How about you, Cassie? What was what was your low? Um, so we had a pretty big one
2: actually a week ago today. Um, so I was in Chippewa Falls, which is just really close to Cadet, and that's where we do all our banking and stuff. And I was running into the bank, and my husband Bud, he called me, and he's like, "So the red combines on fire." Well, so we have yeah. yeah, we have two combines on our farm, and we had a combine fire last week. So it's just one of those. Like everyone's okay and everything's okay and we're still like rocking and rolling with harvest because we were able to get a different combine to rent. But um in the same regard, getting that phone call and I'm still fairly new to like crop side of things. And so when you hear fire, it's just what? You get kind of nervous. So um it was my father in law's combine and right away, like I got done with what I had to do, and I just went and made sure everyone was okay because that was my first concern, obviously, but um, so yeah, that was definitely a big low on our, on our farm,
1: but everybody's okay. And was the combine able to be saved? N- not, no, <laughs> oh, everyone's okay. The
0: combine is not okay. I'll <laughs> just clarify that. Um, but yeah, I feel like they're uh, rarely okay. Once they start, it's kind of just like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is yeah. that a normal thing? Like, I I don't know how combines work, I guess, but. It's fairly common.
0: I mean, not super common, but it, it happens. It's dry. Mm-hmm. There's lots of, I don't know, sparks. We uh, actually, uh, we combined yesterday, day before, I don't remember, but um, the person that was coming to combine, I got Joy texted me earlier that morning, sent me a screenshot of our local scanner page that a combine was on fire at highway AV and whatever road. And uh, I was like, that's a combine that's supposed to be at our place, isn't it? (laughs) And he's like, yep. But it wasn't a combine that was on fire. It was something next to it, but it like melted the tires off the combine and something else. So anyways, they got a different combine to use on ours, but yeah, it's never good.
2: Mm -mm. No, not a fun call to get.
0: That's why we have insurance.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Becca? What was your low? My low. I got to sell
0: one of my cows next week. She calved a few weeks ago, calved on time, had a nice, healthy heifer calf. She just, she never bagged up. So she like never uh, started to produce colostrum and sometimes it happens and then they kind of, you know, once they get in the milking herd, they kind of kickstart and get going, but she apparently didn't want to. So um, yeah, we can't find anything wrong with her. She's like, I mean, she's healthy as can be. She just is not producing milk. So she's gonna have to go to the sale barn, unfortunately. Um, but on the bright side, since I have to sell her I decided that I would not make Sassy a call cow for right now. Yay. Because I can't afford another cell to sell another one. So we're gonna I took her off the call list and we're gonna see what she does. But she looks a lot better than she did when she calved in. So good. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. But it always sucks having to sell one, especially when I have such a small herd, it it makes a big difference if I have to sell one of my milking cows. So
1: that was my new Okay, let's flip it right back. What are your goals for the week? I feel like we're playing Uno, just, like, reversing the cards.
0: Um, my goal is the same as last week. Shoot a big buck. Last week, I I had terrible luck in the state. Why are you laughing at me? Just the way you said it. Sorry. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just, I didn't have good luck. I didn't see much last week. It was really windy, though. Mm -hmm. But... I get, like, that's kind of the thing that sucks about hunting is, or at least bow hunting for us, like, we can't just go whenever we feel like it. We've got jobs, unfortunately. I'm not a professional hunter yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, we just hope that weather is decent on the weekends. And so, yeah, last weekend was really windy. The deer weren't moving a whole lot. They weren't, I don't know, they weren't really chasing the does, which was surprising to me. But yeah, we're, I'm supposed to go hunting tomorrow, but that's not going to work out anymore so I'm I'm taking a mental health day tomorrow I've decided and then we're going to hopefully go up on Saturday it's supposed to be warm obviously but Mm -hmm. secretly I'm a little excited about that
1: it's always nice when you don't have to freeze all day long yeah well enjoy enjoy your mental health day that sounds that sounds lovely I mean the kids will be home with
0: me so
1: (laughs) But I don't have to wake up early.
0: I got that goal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Cassie? You got a goal for the week?
2: Yeah. Um. I guess my goal for the week. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when everything started happening with the the pandemic, it felt like we went from having like a social life to nothing at all. And then it feels like everything that was supposed to happen in those two three months, it just got pushed off to you know summer and fall. So. I've just been busy non-stops every weekend with something since August. And this is one of the only two weekends, the last weekend and this one, were the only two, there's like no plans, nothing on the calendar, nothing going on. And we have some family coming home for the weekend. So it'll just be really nice to relax in that way and spend some time with them. So that's the goal is just relax for the weekend.
1: Good. It's a good goal. Good for you. I like that. <laughs> What about you, Amber? Um, uh, did you drink
0: more water this week?
1: I did. I have my big old mug ready to roll. Yeah, it. did. <laughs> um, I'm in the same boat as you. We, I saw a huge buck earlier this week in one of our fields that I have a stand on. And I honestly, when I saw it, thought it was a piece of equipment. It was so big. <laughs> Like, that makes me sound so stupid, but like I was driving. What kind of,
0: what kind of equipment was it? Well,
1: Dan was kind of in that area with a bulldozer and I I saw it and I was like, what the heck is he doing way out there? He dummy, he's going to get stuck. And then I got closer and I was like, oh, that's an elk because we have elk that were released into our neck of the woods. And then I saw, like, I got closer and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a buck. And he just took off and I was like. Like my jaw hit the floor and I, I just couldn't stop swearing. I was like, are you kidding me? That's the biggest thing I've ever seen, uh, in, in PG terms, of course. <laughs> um, so we went back out, uh, to check the field after we got done with work that night and we saw like three or four bucks, just chasing dough all across that field. And I begged my dad, I was like, can you please, can I just please take the afternoon off tomorrow? And he said, no, <laughs> so, so yeah, we don't get the luxury of just leaving whenever we want to go hunting. So we have to wait till the weekend. Um, Not your mommy said, yes, well, she did, but she, that's like one of the few times she got over trumped. Don't say his name. Oh. <laughs> You didn't hear anything. It's too soon. <laughs> He's gonna have to be like Voldemort, he who must not be, they who must not be named.
0: Take <laughs> a drink every anytime someone says something about the election.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get off of that topic.
0: Okay, back to well, we're done with goals.
1: Let's put Cassie back in the hot seat. I like that. Cool.
0: All right. So how tell us. We start with. Oh, okay. You start, go.
1: Start with. Start with your childhood. What was your childhood like? How are? How's your family dynamic? No, just. Uh, <laughs> did you grow up on a farm? Like, how did you kind of get into the Farm Bureau? Walk us through your childhood, your college career, all that other good stuff. What was it like when
0: you were born?
1: <laughs> it was a dark and cold day
2: in December. <laughs> No, uh, I grew up on a dairy farm down in Black River Falls, and was always kind of surrounded with agriculture that way. Um, we milked cows up until I was uh, it was like beginning of middle school, in between elementary and middle school. So I was still fairly young when we got out of dairy farming, but it was something I was always interested in and cared about. Um, my grandpa had an, a New Holland implement dealership in Black River Falls, and. That you were just always surrounded by agriculture. I guess it was something that was always a part of my life. Um, I was involved in 4-H, FFA, all that good stuff, and just always had this plan and interest in doing something in agriculture. So for the longest time, I had intended on becoming an agriculture teacher. And if you would have asked me pretty much all the way up until the beginning, Beginning of my senior year of high school, I was going to uw Falls. I was majoring in egg education. I was going to be a teacher. That was like the set plan. And then I went and toured the University of Minnesota, and all my plans changed. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know all the Badger fans who listen are going <laughs> to they're going to come for you.
0: <laughs> I get it all. Well, that wraps up our interview. <laughs> all right, see <laughs> <laughs> <I'm done. laughs>
2: No, in all seriousness, I I the extroverted side of me you know when you look at going to college it's all about you know the new experience and meeting new people and all of that and what i felt when i was originally with my like planning on going to college and my original plan of going to river falls it just felt like there are too many people that i already knew and like were friends with and it was just going to be the same experience of being in high school so i just on a whim Went and toured the U- University of Minnesota because I had a friend that was going to school up there, um, and she wasn't in the egg college or anything. And I went up there and toured it, and I was like, "Gosh, I kind of like am interested in going to school here," and ended up um, touring the egg campus, which is the campus. That there's I don't know how to describe the Minnesota campus. It's broken off into three separate areas, so there's two banks of campus in Minneapolis and then one in St. Paul and the St. Paul one is kind of focused in agriculture that's where like the farms and everything is. Um, so I did the tour of that and kind of met some people who are in the ag-, ag ed department and decided that was what I was going to go for and then once I was actually there it only took me one semester to feel- realize that teaching was not my calling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went through the first like intro to ag ed class and I thought it was gonna be all hunky-dory and then I went and did my, like you had to do with this observation hours or whatever you wanna call it with an instructor. And I did that and I was in a classroom, I'm like, I can't do this, this is not (laughs) not for me. Um, So up there, the, the program was kind of unique there wasn't a separate ag communications program, but I knew that's what I wanted to focus in. And there's there used to be this kind of branch off of the ag ed program. So it was ag education, leadership and communications was my official um, major. Um, and then I minored in journalism and animal science because those were also interests of mine. And I always had this intention or interest in working for two different entities. One was being a newspaper reporter for the Dairy Star. And then one was working for the Wisconsin Farm Bureau in some sort of entity. And I shouldn't say, I guess I shouldn't necessarily say Wisconsin Farm Bureau, just Farm Bureau in general. Um, I had always been around Farm Bureau because my parents had been members for years that I knew their involvement in the community. And that was something that I was interested in. I knew that it was a reputable organization and just thought it was a good fit. Um, So right out of college, there weren't any jobs with Farm Bureau that necessarily sparked my interest because they were all quite far away, like uh, other states. Um, There wasn't anything in Wisconsin at that point. So I took a job with the Dairy Star and started off right away working for them. I was a a regional reporter, kind of had the northern Wisconsin area um, down past my hometown, actually down to, I had a huge territory for A while. It was like 13 counties that I covered with um, dairy news. So, yeah, it was a huge area and it was cool. I loved that job. Um, Never would have a bad thing to say about it because I seriously loved working for them. Um, They're a great newspaper. But uh, it just so happened that two years into that role, um, and I had joined Farm Bureau and gotten involved as a Farm Bureau member on the county level, on the county board. Um, and it just so happened that two years into my role working for the newspaper that the position I'm now in opened up and Steve Bo, who is my coworker, he had gotten promoted to a different position in Farm Bureau. And he gave me a call and he's like, just letting you know that this is happening. He didn't really like tell me that, I guess I didn't really know if the job was open or how it was going to work if they were hiring internally, but, um, I was in a training group or like a training class called the Leadership Institute through Farm Bureau, which is like a year-long training class. And some of the members who were in that class with me are now Farm Bureau members that I work with. And they had suggested to me that um, I apply for it. So the members that were in that class had suggested that I apply for this. And it was just kind of that aha moment that I should go for this and was the reason I, I shouldn't say the reason that i applied but it was one of those like i think this is the time to make that move and that's kind of what brought me to the role
0: i'm in today cool that's awesome so you just got married this year mm-hmm. how like where did you meet him and then tell us your tell us your love story
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay uh <laughs> So
2: that's a fun story too. (laughs) With working for the Dairy Star, I met a ton of people. Um, So for anyone that's listening that maybe doesn't, isn't aware of that paper, it's a free newspaper for dairy farmers. Um, At the time, it was only in Wisconsin and a little bit of South Dakota and and Minnesota. Um, But now they've kind of spread to the whole Midwest. So anybody who dairy farms is supposed to get that paper and... I was kind of going all over covering stories. And I met um a young farmer who I ended up staying pretty good friends with. And that's kind of the, the beginning of the story. <laughs> and then um fast forward to right before I started working for the Farm Bureau, um I decided to try online dating, which was never something I wanted to do, <laughs> but when you're on the road all the time and um hardly ever home, like it's, yeah, it was, it's hard to meet somebody. So I decided to join farmers only of all places. <laughs> and, um, my now husband was the very first person to ever message me. The only one I ever went on a date with. And it was pretty much like, I don't want to say love at first sight, but it was one of those, like we instantly met each other and we were just kind of hooked on each other. Uh, uh, cute. and I, <laughs> and I was soup like, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert and extrovert at the same time. Like, that's definitely my personality. And meeting somebody just randomly on a whim off the internet was never something I wanted to do. (laughs) Like, I was so against it. And uh, the only reason that I decided to go on a date with him, other than the fact that he was super, super nice, (laughs) was that we realized that we had a mutual friend. And it was that young farmer that I had interviewed back at my old job. And I was like, these two are friends. Like, I feel like I can trust this guy. So then I went out with him and we talked so long at our dinner that we missed the movie we had intended going to. And it was, we were just kind of hooked on each other. <laughs> um, yeah, um, his job is he's a custom harvester. So it's kind of a unique job in that he plants here for a farmer and also plants in South Dakota and then also harvest in South Dakota and harvest here at home. So we went on three dates and he was going to South Dakota for six weeks. Wow! <laughs> um, so it was one of those things where we went out those three times and we kind of like, we didn't really establish what we we're like, our relationship or anything like that. And I just kind of thought to myself, I'm like, well, if we can, you know, go six weeks without seeing each other. And we're still interested in one another that it must
0: be meant to be and, uh, yeah, we're still, we're still kicking. So that's awesome. So does he have his own farm in Wisconsin then, and then he works for someone else or he just customs everything?
2: Yeah. So we we have a farm here at home, but we don't run any of our own ground or, um, anything like that. Uh, there's grain bins on our farm, but we rent those out as well. Um, it's a goal of ours to one day run our own land, but we're not quite there yet. Um, but as far as planting, uh, they plant for one farmer who ha- happens to have acres here and in South Dakota. And then mm. he, they harvest his acres in South Dakota and then harvest for a handful of farmers who are kind of smaller end of things here in Wisconsin, right around home.
1: Very cool. So is he from Kadat then?
2: Yep, yep. Born and raised here and living in the house that he grew up in. So.
0: How far away is that from your hometown?
2: Just about an hour and twenty minutes. No, oh, that's not too bad then. No, and it's really nice with my job working with farm bureau. Uh, my dad is happens to be on one of the county farm bureau boards, and my hometown is smack dab in the middle of my territory. So I'm around home all the time, and we see our my family, we see his family. Like it's we're in a good location. Go
1: good. Good. So getting married during COVID, how is that? <laughs> I think <should have> <laughs> <really> right now. <laughs> uh,
2: now I will say that it was a blessing in disguise. Uh, at the time, it was one of the biggest headaches I've ever had to go through because so our, our wedding date was June 6th and um, my bridal shower was in March. So the first weekend in March had my bridal shower and that was right around the time that everyone was buying toilet paper like crazy. That was like the topic of conversation, <laughs> the bridal shower. <laughs> and I think it was three days later, the state shut down. And I jokingly had a farm bureau member on the phone talking to me uh, that said, oh, you know, what, what are you going to do if this goes out to your wedding? I was like, that's not going to happen. Like, it's not going to go that long. And Sure enough, it went all the way to June and <laughs> it was right around the May mark or no, end of, end of April. Cause we had said no matter what, like we're still getting married on June 6th. Like if we got to do it in a courthouse, we're doing it in a courthouse. Like the wedding's not the important part. <laughs> and we decided to still go through with it because in the end of April, we got the phone call from our venue saying it's not going to happen. Then we got the phone call from the pastor saying, well, can't do it in the church. <laughs> so it just, it was like the snowball effect. So then we canceled all of our original plans and moved the wedding here on the farm. Well, at his parents' house. So his parents live just across the way from us. And we have some ponds that separate um, their house and our farm. So we got married on the hillside, kind of looking overlooking our farm. And um, it was just our immediate families, our bridal party and at the very last minute we're able to be there we didn't have them stand up because we couldn't get tuxes and we couldn't get dresses fitted and all that good stuff but um I do say that in the end it was like a blessing in disguise because it was such a like emotional day on like every possible level like in such good ways and uh it really made us focus on the important part of our our marriage and beginning our 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 marriage together so yeah it all worked out in the end. It was still very, very stressful.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't imagine like just getting the phone call. Like, um, yeah, sorry, you can't have your wedding anymore. <laughs> Say what? Right. <laughs> right. And I got a person who, I guess
2: like I, I'm i typically fairly pretty easygoing. And it was like, I got off that phone call. And <laughs> if there was one moment in my relationship with Bud that I am totally embarrassed about. I mean, that day I was hysterical. <laughs> it was just like uncontrollable crying and I'm sure he thought it was just a total nut job but it's one of those things like you think about like I was my aunt and uncle's flower girl when I was five years old so I'd always thought about my wedding like it was something I always was thinking about or dreaming or you know you had your plans and whatnot um and then to have it change at the drop of a hat it's like gosh this sucks but Mm -hmm. it got us where we are today and I think like in some ways it made us like I said before, it made us focus on the good things in our, or the most important things in our relationship, but then it also made us value a lot of things in one another and with our families. And it was just in a lot of ways, there was a lot of good that came out of it too.
1: Are you guys planning on having like a big reception day, big party after COVID's all done? So we actually did in September. Um <laughs>
2: And hopefully, I just hope no one wants to hate on me for doing it during COVID still. But um, we ended up doing it on September 19th. So we had uh, a really brief vow renewal that we, that way everybody who wasn't at our actual wedding kind of got to hear the readings and be somewhat a part of our marriage. And then we had like a big shindig and-
0: Good for you. Yeah. 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 It all worked out. Good. I think that was still in the period of like, before all hell broke loose again. So you're good.
2: It really mm-hmm. was. It was. I basically right after that, I was like waiting for that two week benchmark that we all hear about. I'm like ticking off the days. Like no one's got <laughs> it all going good. And then <laughs> benchmark came and then it was just like, boom, in our area, just blow up. I was like, gosh, we, we got the
0: bullet. But yeah, it's hard to, I mean, I don't know. We won't go into COVID, but okay.
1: <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> So I see that your mom works at Quick Trip and um, can you please let everybody know what your chocolate milk of choice is from Quick Trip?
2: I am a proud green cap. Oh, <laughs> <and Becca.
0: laughs> I'm, I'm done. How could you, how could you let me down like that?
2: Okay, so true story, this week I accidentally got a half gallon of the brown cap, I didn't mean to, and it was one of those like, you're not really paying attention, and you're like pouring yourself a glass of milk at dinner, and it was like, this is not the same.
0: Because <laughs> it's, it's so much better. False. <laughs> Just false. <laughs> so what kind of milk do you normally drink? Like at home? Yeah, like, like, like what milk?
2: kind of white milk? Yeah. Uh... I honestly switch around all the time. I like 2% whole, all of it. <laughs> so you think you would like
0: a brown cap, but okay, cool. Something about the green cap. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> <laughs> does your mom love working for CritTrip? She does.
2: Oh my gosh. Um, she's been working there, what? It's probably like 10 to 12 years or so. Um, and she just absolutely loves it. They treat their employees so well. Like just so well
0: and i love quick trip
2: <laughs> and my mom's just a hoot like if you ever <laughs> if you're ever going through blacker falls and you go to the quick trip by mcdonald's uh she you like she's the one that you you she's always having a good time
0: she's just a goofball <laughs> that's good we have the best like quick trip they hire the best people mm-hmm. they're always nice and they've always got like so many nice things to say i went in a couple days ago I don't tell you how many times I like go a week, but anyways, I went in once <laughs> and one of the ladies I was working, she was like, oh, are you going to milk cows? And I was like, no, I got to go feed calves. And she's like, oh, well, that's probably a little bit more fun anyways. And then she's like telling me about how she used to milk cows when she was a girl. And then Aww. the other lady was like, oh yeah, I, I grew up milking cows too. And like, she grew up right down the road from the farm that I work at. So it was just, it was so cute. cute. <laughs> They're oh, it's so nice. All right, back, back to hard oh. questions. Favorite quick trip item? Ooh.
2: Ooh. Probably my, okay, so I have a lot of favorite quick trip items,
0: but. <laughs> you can only uh, pick one.
2: <laughs> what? Okay, well, I'm going <laughs> to pick two <you> because I. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, I love their cheesy breadsticks. Like, I could.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All day, every day, those are just my kryptonite. And then I always say that their hidden gem, most underrated product is their Colby sliced cheese or Colby Jack sliced cheese. They have they, good cheese, they do. I love that because, like, I love the ones
0: that <laughs> Amber's like, like What?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I was
1: not expecting that answer. Oh
2: my god, I've had the. <laughs> I just had this conversation a week ago with my friends from college. They're all from Minnesota originally. And they say that I like, I'm, yeah, I'm the stereotypical Wisconsinite that just really loves good cheese. (laughs) But yeah, Colby Jack sliced cheese from Quick Trip because it's like a little bit thicker. It melts super good on a burger. It's just, Mm. mm,
1: it's good. I do love a good Colby Jack.
0: Mm. That's like my favorite cheese. It just, it goes with so much.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. When Dan and I first started dating, um, we used to go for drives around lacrosse a lot. And I think this is like one of our first drives where we were still trying to get to know each other a little bit. And he called me when he got to my apartment and I walked down and I was wearing a sweatshirt and like halfway through the drive, I just whip out a hunk of cheese. I'm just started nodding. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got hungry, do you want some cheese? <laughs> He's like, well, why did you cut it up? I'm like, why cut it up when I can just chew on it? And I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I no, think that's when he, he realized
0: he loved you.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's the one. She <laughs> carries her cheese drawer in her purse.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, good times. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, so I, I also, oh, oh, sorry, no, you go. I you also. Go. See that you are a big fan of the Bachelor and Bachelorette franchise. Have you been watching? Are we missing it right now? Yes, I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been keeping up with this season of the Bachelorette?
2: So I swore up and down I was not watching this season because (laughs) I'm not a Claire fan. Mm -hmm. And then I was over at my in law's house and my mother in law was like telling me all the stuff that went down on the first three episodes and this last weekend like I said this last weekend was the first weekend in a long time I didn't have anything going on popped open a bottle of wine and went through all three of those episodes
0: so I'm all caught up now she is batshit crazy (laughs) like no wonder she is single oh my lord
1: I see both sides of her thing like I know editing for this franchise is just awful to whoever they want you know but if you've been in like an abusive relationship you are kind of a little bit more guarded towards relationships like was it last week when that guy went to try to kiss her and she just like freaked out and then he just like kept trying to grab back at her like that's kind of weird I don't know if like they edited it in her favor or not but like she was super dramatic about it don't get me wrong like i it's not something that i would sit on the floor and just sob about like she did but you know she she's a grown-ass woman and she's made that very clear and she ain't gonna settle for no man that treats her like shit. so good for her for sticking to her guns but yeah she is kind of batshit crazy <laughs> yeah well, i feel
0: bad too because the guys on the season are like most of like none of them are that crazy or weird yeah, she's got a good group of guys, but uh. but her relationship with like Dale,
2: obviously, uh. that's the big. It's just like I I get the impression she'd be the girl you go on one date with, and she's like calling you on the way home, falling <laughs> like, over heels in I love. love, you. love you. <laughs> I love you already.
1: Like, what do you want to name what? our children?
2: <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you call me? Like like I don't know. How to lose a guy in ten days? Like yeah. stuffing their faces together, just like. <laughs> children
1: you killed our love bird
2: (laughs) I called your mother the other day I got your pictures
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that's probably her I'm wondering so I think tonight is a night she like leaves or whatever do we think her and Dale are together yes you think so I saw a big like, I don't know
2: if this is like a spoiler or not a spoiler, but I saw a thing, I think it was on Instagram today that she was like spotted with a big old diamond. It was so big. (laughs) Yeah, it's like
1: the biggest ring I've ever seen in my entire life. Which is curious because I thought like after you, like the Bachelor franchise will keep your ring after filming until like the final episode airs and they ship it back to you. Which is surprising that because I think well, she got it, caught with it a couple weeks ago too, didn't she?
0: It probably wasn't from who's was Neil?
1: Neil Lane said him. Mm-hmm.
0: It probably wasn't from him if like maybe they got engaged off, off the season. Also, we'll just have to
1: wait and find out. Did you see that they dug up old pictures of Dale and he was a, <laughs> for a model for Party City? <laughs> He's like okay, walking but... around in a taco costume. <laughs>
0: not that i stalked him today but i did stalk him i don't know why i was looking i don't know why but anyways he he was playing on it like at least he knows what he's done and because he had a picture of him in the superman costume i think it was superman and then it was like (laughs) where i was and where i am now and he like had it on again (laughs) it was kind of funny uh you
2: follow on instagram i think it's called Bachelorette Windmill is the no. <laughs> you need to follow them. You need I think Bachelor Windm- Windmill or Bachelorette Windmill. They have the best and funniest meme for every episode, every season, and yeah. there they had some pretty good ones of all of Dale's like Party America costume. Love it. <laughs>
0: I'll have to go find
1: that. So, do you have a favorite uh, season? Of Bachelor or Bachelorette.
2: Um, I have always kept up with Caitlin Bristow.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, so she was on Sean Booth season, and then she was her own Bachelorette. What that was her that was Sean Booth season. <laughs> she was on Chris Soul season, and then was her own Bachelorette. Um, and I love her podcast mm-hmm. uh, Off the Vine. I've always kind of listened to that. I actually was one of her uh, drunk dial calls. Were you? Yeah. So, so I randomly had a filled out some Google form or whatever to be a guest on the, one of the, you know, s- spinoffs of her episodes. And then they randomly called me and I couldn't remember the question that I had asked, but then I don't know how it got spun, but she found out that like, I worked in agriculture and stuff. And it actually was like a teachable moment about farming. Cool. And it was cool. It was super cool. Cause I can't remember. Cause she's, she's, like vegan and whatnot and like nothing against anybody who is, but she made a comment about like, what do you think about Netflix documentaries that say dairy is scary and stuff. So it was just, it was a cool moment to spin that around, yeah. but, but yeah, that's a side note, but I, I loved her season and she's now on dancing with the stars and I've been yeah. keeping up with her
1: actually, just because she's on it. Cause she's just a bubbly fun girl. She is. And I, I, her season was one of my favorites. Because Sean, he's just a fine specimen. If you're not following him on Instagram, if you need a little thirst trap in your day, please go follow Sean Booth. Um, He's a very attractive man. And just the whole thing with Sean and when Nick was on there, when they brought him on,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. he's a a Wisconsin boy. He's from- We don't claim him. No. Where's he
0: originally from?
1: Was I, he think Waukee, he was from like, I think he's I think Milwaukee, Waukesha area yeah um, we don't claim him no except he he has aged nicely though has he yeah
0: like I don't know <laughs> I didn't mind him at some points and then other points I'm like all right we're done
1: <laughs> yeah during her season he was just kind of like this slimy little weasel but now <laughs> I don't I don't hate him as much so yeah also, isn't there
0: another good guy that came from Peter didn't he wasn't he from Wisconsin? Like last season or a couple seasons ago? Peter. Yeah, wasn't
2: he from Madison? Yeah. Or something. I
0: mm. I don't remember what he looked like, but there was a yeah, I think his name was Peter. He wasn't ugly.
1: No, I mean none of them really are. And <laughs> that's that's one of my compliments. Oh, you're not ugly.
0: <laughs> wasn't there a good guy from Wisconsin? Well, he wasn't ugly. <laughs> No, I think it was, yeah, it was Peter. I think he's from Madison, because I remember people wanted him to be the Bachelor. Not like the Peter,
1: Pilot Pete.
0: No. <laughs> we don't claim him either. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: Hannah Brown season was highly entertaining, though. I, I liked yeah. Hannah's season. Tyler, he was my favorite. I was rooting for Pete the entire time, and then when he was announced as Bachelor, I was pumped. And then once his season started, I just a train wreck it was so awful <laughs> it was. but it was entertaining and i guess that's what they're going for yeah oh peter anyway <clears throat> so there's that bachelor rant
0: <laughs> i have nothing more to say i'm very hit and miss when i watch it like i've been watching this season just because it's such a train wreck I like TV like that. I didn't used to watch it. I probably watched it the last couple of years, hit and miss on who I watched. I watched JoJo season,
1: mm-hmm.
0: remember that much.
1: Um, is there anything else? Do you have free time? What do you like to do in your free time when you have it? <laughs>
2: um, I don't know if it necessarily constitutes as free time because I ended up making it kind of a side gig, but I love photography. And we had, we actually, a couple of years ago, bought a drone together as instead of doing like Christmas gifts, we were like, let's buy a drone. That'd be fun to, to play around with. So um, doing pictures on kind of a, a side gig, um, doing like family photos. I actually do a little bit of wedding photography, um, that sort of thing. But then the drone has kind of been the, the side project because I don't do that for like hire or anything to that effect. So um, I really like harvest time because then I follow the, the combines around and do videos and do pictures and that sort of stuff. But that's my biggest side
1: hobby. Other than that, I'm
2: a really, really, really avid reader. Like I read nonstop.
1: <laughs> What's your favorite genre? Um,
2: I don't really have a favorite. I kind of bop around, uh, just kind of whatever. But I this year I've been really into like thriller books. Like I have read more thrillers than I think I ever have just because I want – wasn't it one of you that had said that you read, did you read the book Verity?
0: Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't I read, read so. <laughs> I
2: read that book at the beginning of this year, and that's kind of what, trip like, I seriously, it was like a snowball effect. I read a whole bunch of thrillers this year and have had some sleepless nights because of some scary books, but. Yeah,
1: Verity was good. I read that in like two days. And then um, another one that just like really stuck with me, Dark Places, Darker Places, I don't know it uh I'll send it to you but it was it was super good it was so dark I had no idea where the book was going to go um very dark like it gave me nightmares kind of dark and that doesn't happen very often this
0: is why you don't like to
1: hunt at night this is why no this is why I don't (laughs) like hunting in the morning (laughs) or in the dark I should
0: say dark
1: yeah I I read a lot of scary (laughs) things um
2: I got our, my sister-in-law got me hooked on doing that. I don't know if you've ever seen the book of the month and Mm -hmm. We started, both of us have been doing that. So like we'll both buy a different book. So then basically you're kind of getting two books for one, because we'll switch flip-flop with each other. And the last, last month book that I got, it was called the girl in the mirror. And it's about two girls who are mirror twins. So their bodies, like if I was looking in the mirror, it'd be, uh, that's what I would see. So her like all of her organs are on the wrong side of her body so like her heart would match up where her sister's heart is uh, across like the board and basically one sister has always been jealous of the other and it oh I can't even really give, give it away because it's a book that you definitely should read and it was twist and turning all the way up to the end and in the last six three pages I was reading it one night and I kind of did one of those like oh my god like I did it all like said <laughs> out loud my husband was watching TV and he kind of looks at me like I'm nuts. And I'm like, my book just took a crazy turn. I got and I Like had to finish it that night and I finished it and couldn't sleep. Cause like it was, <laughs> it was such a good book, but really scary.
1: <laughs> so is it kind of like um, the movie us? Did you ever watch that, that Jordan Peele movie? Um, it's kind of the same concept. I think it's where uh, there's like an alternate you in a different universe. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it looks like you, but they're kind of like an underground people and they have like their own type of language and like their own world. And then they suddenly like rise up and they like kill like their normal people because they're so jealous of like the privileges that they have. Like it's it's a good like real world type of movie that makes you like think about what society is like and that kind of thing. But it kind of sounds similar to that book.
2: So kind of on the same lines, but basically it's there's like a dark twist in the book well it's not really a twist it's like the underlying part of the book but basically their father had died and left he was a multimillionaire and he left a will and in the will he was gonna give his entire fortune to the next born family heir so like all of his kids whoever had a child first would be the one to like get all the money like it wasn't going to be split up it had to go to all to the one person so basically these two girls who are twins one has kind of everything one wants everything and they're like it's kind of their struggle for that and it gets twisty
0: (laughs) (laughs) so now that we know cassie's life story we're gonna have a little fun we're gonna play a little would you rather like midwest edition i feel like this should be
1: called Ooh, yes yeah yes okay
0: who wants to go first
1: uh since you are the one prepared becca let's see what you got (laughs) Okay.
0: i guess this could be for both of you although amber i feel like i know your answer but anyways it's 2020 the green bay packers don't exist anymore because i don't know why it's 2020. (laughs) would you rather have to cheer for the minnesota vikings the Chicago Bears? Don't everyone answer at once.
2: I'd rather drive my car into Lake Michigan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer watching this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am done with football.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. I like your answer. I, you're not wrong but uh gun to my head if i had to choose i would choose the vikings
0: see i thought you were <laughs> going
1: to choose the bears because of dan no <laughs> you just me. you just want to spite him i do i just really really don't like chicago <laughs> at all yeah sorry sorry dano <laughs> but i think he knows I'm that <laughs> okay Would you rather only if you had to choose between Culver's cheese curds as your permanent (laughs) side or Quick Trip breadsticks, the cheesy breadsticks,
2: as your permanent (laughs) side?
1: You said Culver's qu- cheese curds, and I was like, "Yes, going." For it. <laughs> and now it's like not going for it. <laughs> you can still eat everything else, but this has to be like your one side that you have to have.
0: Oh, I'd go cheese curds! I love you, I Quick can- Trip, but Culver's cheese curds. I would same, same.
2: Because <laughs> you could have it with like, yeah, you could have it for like every meal. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you could dress them up dress them down ranch
1: <laughs> and they're not that bad cold just throwing it yeah. out there i don't know if i've had them cold before not on purpose but you know no. okay. when you find it in your seat and you're like "Ooh, this is from <laughs> last night i'm gonna eat it i <laughs> mean no judgment no judgment here what you gotta do you can't sacrifice a cheese curd you can't just chuck it out the window
0: i mean my cats probably would eat it so
1: that's probably why you have cats in your truck all the time becca it was one time
0: i don't even think it did anything like i went back a little bit later to get her out and there was no cat in there anymore so
2: amber (laughs) i think you should start the no cheese curd left behind act I will be a proud leader of
1: that act. <laughs> and I will support it. Thank you. <laughs> if anyone else wants to join this club, please let me know.
2: <laughs> okay. So if t- it wasn't 2020 and it was a Friday evening, would you be going to the Friday night fish fry at the local supper club or at the t- hometown bar?
0: Ooh. If I'm being honest, we normally get takeout, but if I had to actually walk into a restaurant, it would be the supper club. The salad bar, mm-hmm. bars
1: don't have salad bars.
0: I mean, mine don't at least. I
1: was going to say where, where I'm at, we do, it's one in the same it's a mm-hmm. bar connected to the Supper Club, so yes. You have the best of game both changer. worlds. <laughs> That's all we have. That's our one one restaurant out here, the Supper Club bar. Ooh, game changer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. We're fancy. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. This isn't necessarily a would-you-rather question, but... You can get one drink and not like a beer or white claw or anything like that. One fancy drink. What is it? Like a mixer, I guess. Brandy old fashioned sweet. Hmm. Mm. I do that, but with Southern
2: comfort. Oh, I love a good Southern old fashioned too. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Okay. Becca, I don't trust your drink recommendations anymore <laughs> because... <laughs> Dan and I went on vacation uh way up northern Minnesota. And <laughs> I just had one tonight. And Becca was like, you need to try a Mountain Dew in Soco. And so we <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's so a- we were <laughs> That's good. It's so good. I think that they just didn't mix it well enough. So we were sitting at this bar, and it was kind of like a fancier outdoor bar, and I was, I was already like kind of drunk at this point. <laughs>
0: so you don't even
1: remember. No, I, I very clearly remember. I wasn't like really drunk. I was just like kind of teetering on and I was still functional enough to know that this tasted like trash. It was so bad. The bartender gave me like this weird look and he's like, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm old enough to know that I don't really want this, but I'm being influenced. <laughs>
0: god I'm such an influencer it's he so like, good
1: he slid it under the sneeze shield for me and he was like here you go and he watched me drink it and I was like ugh this is awful and he just kind of laughed and walked away
0: <laughs> I feel like it wasn't properly mixed because people around here love it it was a
2: little icky you're also really close to Iowa so oh. it explains a lot.
0: <laughs> If uh That's i don't i don't tell many people this but i'm closer to illinois than i am iowa. Ooh, i know i'm like like two minutes from illinois and probably 10 minutes from iowa so
2: oh. uh, um, anyways
0: that was a big drink at black hill so whatever
2: well your story about basically blindly trying a drink the first family Christmas that well, like extended family Christmas that I went to on my husband's side, we we're going up to the bar because we, his family is really large. So we actually like get together at like a hotel or do something to, of that effect. And we were going up to the bar and Bud asked his cousin, Mitch, he was like, what kind of drink are you getting or whatever? And he's like, I'm going to get a root beer, schnapps and Coke. They are so good. So all of us order them. Cause he was like, they're so good. And then find out that he's never had them before. He was just trying them on a whim. And they actually were really good. And that's like a good oh. drink to get once in a while.
0: Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't think I ever had that. We used to do I, Captain and Rip Beer. And that was pretty good. <laughs>
1: <to> Amber's face. <laughs> oh, Rip Beer, um, Schnapps, and Coke? Mm-hmm. Does it have a name?
2: No, just Rip
1: Beer, Schnapps, and Coke. And every time that we order it, the bartender's always like... A what? <laughs> but it's good. So if I write this down and I go to the bar this weekend. You're probably going to think it's trash because you have no taste buds. <laughs> I will say it's it's pretty
2: sweet. It's a schnapps <laughs> regular Coke, but. <laughs> okay,
1: I'm, I'm going to write this down.
0: <laughs> do I'm bar, gonna- like, do most bars have root beer schnapps? I don't know.
2: That's usually like Bud's like fallback drink. Hmm. He doesn't drink beer very much. He likes uh, uh, either Southern Old Fashioned sweets or uh, Bloody Marys. And once Hmm. he he's one of those, then he always like, "Hmm, I'm going to have a ruby schnapps and Coke.
1: (laughs) I feel like I'm just going to judge all of you based on what you drink from now.
2: (laughs) If I get like a random message from Amber and she's like, this was trash! (laughs)
1: it go drink a bush um honestly like i don't i'm not this is gonna come up to a shock but i don't drink a lot of mixed drinks because i get aggressive <laughs> when i drink uh
0: not passive just aggressive <laughs> i just i get
1: very aggressive uh so i don't drink a lot of whiskey anymore because i punch people
0: uh, we would have been such good friends in college <laughs>
1: I enjoy a good bourbon drink every once in a while, but that's about it. (laughs) Would you rather only ever have dogs as pets or cats as pets in your home?
2: Dogs, Uh, 100%.
1: What kind of dog? If you had to pick one, narrow it down.
2: I have a German Shepherd and I'm pretty loyal to her. So (laughs) a German Shepherd I would keep around.
0: I have no pets. (laughs) Um, uh, I feel like I have to say cats because I've got like 80 of them outside. And they're probably watching me through the window, judging me. If I ever get a puppy, someday I will have a puppy. It will be an Australian shepherd. She will be amazing. We had one on the farm. Oh, she was there when I started working there. Um, we lost her, it's probably been four or five years, but she was my sidekick. She was amazing. I miss her.
1: You want a mini or a regular? A regular.
0: I mean, I take a mini, but
1: probably regular. Okay, Cassie, one more, what you got?
2: So it wasn't 2020 and it was a normal summer, and you could only pick to go to one would you rather go to a county fair or the wisconsin state fair
1: oh just going as like a visitor or like going for farm purposes
2: going i don't know that's a, <laughs> in a game don't think too into this is
1: that a sub question
0: <laughs> it's complicated <laughs>
1: hmm. I'd go to
0: state fair.
1: I would too. State fair for sure.
0: It was weird not going this year. I think I've been there every year since I was like 12 when I started showing cows there.
2: I would actually pick a county fair. Really? Yeah, I didn't go to the state fair all that often growing up. Um, I've actually only been to the Wisconsin state fair a couple times, but the county fair i always had like really good friends from across the county that i didn't see very often so when i was showing there it was that was kind of like the big summer event to go to so i guess that would be my I think idea.
0: for me it like i grew up probably for like a half hour like a half hour away from state fair so it was obviously really close that we were able to go every year but county fair was fun definitely but state fair at the same time was really fun too and now I think I enjoy it even more because I go and then I get to see my family at the same time when I go so
1: I think our county fair I don't know it's probably because I didn't do like livestock showings or anything like you guys did so they don't have the same effect on me as like you guys our county fairs were not fun
0: (laughs) (laughs) are you in lacrosse county or what county are you in
1: I'm in Monroe county And if if you know, you know. (laughs) I don't know. I'll take Uh, your word for it. I'm pretty sure we had the Tiger King come to our county fair. Amazing. (laughs) Because I remember one year there were just like Tiger Cubs and everyone was super excited about it. I'm like 98% positive that it was Joe Exotic and his travel. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Can you just
2: imagine, like, going into the tractor pole and, like, hearing over the loudspeaker, Hey, all you cool cats and (laughs) let's let's get this pole started.
0: Carol Baskin (laughs) killed her husband, husband
1: whacked him. him.
0: (laughs) Can't convince me that it didn't happen.
1: (laughs) Did you watch her on Dancing with the Stars? Yes. It was one of the most disturbing things ever. <laughs> I
2: tell everybody, I was like, if you don't want, and I don't watch Dancing with the Stars religiously. I'm literally, I only watch when there's somebody on there that I like, I like, like yeah. I watched Donald Driver was on it. Now I'm watching because of Caitlin Bristow. Um, but it's like, no one ever watches anything else from Dancing with the Stars. I tell them, please look up. Carol Baskins. <laughs> So, like, what was it? Circle of Life or whatever.
1: <laughs> that one was my face. Just this. Becca, can you please just, when we get done here, can you?
0: I need to. I know we talked about it on like a previous podcast, but I don't think I ever looked it up. But you, was you so... I remember you telling me like how she was dressed in the backdrop and stuff. So it's just. I'm going to so Google it when we get done. It's just like.
2: Oh, it its so uncomfortable.
1: Magical is that the word you're looking for?
2: No, cringy. Cringy. (laughs) It's one hundred percent cringy.
1: It was magnificent.
0: You know how many views, though? She probably got them.
2: No, the best part was when she like had her. It was like her dance was coming up where it had just happened, and then the family of her husband had like a. commercial right afterwards like basically begging people to get her prosecuted for his murder
0: it's like isn't she like remarried
2: or no i don't i don't know but the one that she supposedly <laughs> fed the tigers or threw in a sewer or something
0: like their family's still pretty upset about it right? <gasps> i mean i would be too i feel like she had a husband or someone on the tv show did you guys watch that? What was it even called? Tiger, Tiger King? Oh, Tiger King.
1: I'm pretty sure she got remarried. This is,
0: I think she did. This is the shit that COVID has turned us into. <laughs> Watching the Tiger King. All right. I feel like this is becoming a really long podcast and people are going to be like, what are you guys on? So Cassie, any last remarks? Things you want to... Let us know any fun events coming up with Farm Bureau that we should know about.
2: Yeah Um, our biggest one right now that we're planning is our state annual meeting and YFA conference for obvious reasons it has all been moved to uh, a virtual platform so the YFA conference is for young farmers so young farmers and agriculturists is what YFA stands for and that's for members who are ages 18 to 35 and with everything being virtual, it's all online. It's on Facebook. Um, we have a Facebook event through our Wisconsin Farm Bureau Facebook page. I highly encourage people to consider attending because it's absolutely free this year. Um, the YFA portion, you don't actually even have to register for It's just tuning in online and being a part of it that way. And then our state annual meeting, we have some workshops coming up um, check it out. If you don't know a whole lot about Farm Bureau, you don't know what the state annual meeting's about, it's a good chance to kind of get that glimpse of it um, because you can do it from the comfort of your own home and your own farm. Um, and registration for that is located on our website wfbf.com. And for the annual meeting, that registration is due November 16th. So I definitely encourage people to consider taking a look at both options and um, getting involved in considering joining Farm Bureau and being a member.
0: I love being so I'm a year member I'm not very active just because meetings are late and not close to my house Um, but I went to YFA one year it was such a fun weekend oh my gosh (laughs) so it's kind of sad that it's virtual this year but I do enjoy hearing that it's free so we're definitely gonna have to check that out
2: (laughs) yeah yeah there's going to be workshops and um, our, like speaking contest and all of that is going to be on a virtual platform throughout the month. So it's not like a set date necessarily, but events will be coming up throughout the month that you can be involved in. Um, cool. actually just for being involved with our social media channel and, uh, commenting on the posts and that sort of thing, you have a chance to win up to $500. Wow. So definitely a good opportunity.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I have nothing else to say. I don't think we have any new
1: reviews this week. I don't think so oh also no we do guys (laughs) i have a bone to pick with whoever this little troll is that keeps leaving us a two-star review what the heck i come on here last week i'm feeling so guilty because i just shame this person this lint licking cootie queen who left us a two-star review and then i just go and bash this person to the point where i feel like i'm bullying them And then they took the two star review away. And then I feel bad because I feel like I bullied this person by calling them all these names. But now all of a sudden this two star review is back. And who is doing this? Please come forward, announce yourself to us because I wanna know what your problem is, why you hate us. Why are you giving us a two star review? Because God dang it, it just ruins my day. Who is doing this? No, off, get him. get him. Like, I think your throat punched
2: hit That's a new You are lucky yeah, I am not drinking guessing. Jack
1: Daniels because god dang it, you would get a swift punch to the throat for leaving this two-star review and not saying why it's a two-star review. I just want to know why. If you have a logical reasoning, that's fine. No judgment. But if you're just doing it to be a troll, it's annoying and you've done your job. So I have taken the message. Remove the two stars. (laughs) It got dark there. (laughs) Oh, my cheeks hurt. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for all the five star reviews that we have. We love and greatly appreciate all of you that have left us kind reviews. Um, They're very appreciative. (laughs) Uh, do you read, my that face is, is probably
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, anyways, um, thanks for always leaving us <laughs> kind reviews. <laughs> if you haven't yet and you're on Apple Podcast, if you could please leave us a rating and review, we would enjoy that. Um, also, we are kind of on Facebook. We have a presence there. Becca does not do a good job of doing anything on there. Um, we are on Instagram though. Not that I do that much better of a job, but we are at Ford Farming Podcast. If you want to check us out? And you can always find us on our personal pages at Farming with the Hilbies and at Cranberry Chats.
1: And Cassie, and Cassie, where can, where can people find where? you at?
2: <laughs> on Instagram, I am Farm on Drywood Creek.
0: Ooh, what's your Twitter? I like following you for bachelor tweets. <laughs> my
2: winner is Cassie underscore is. Is? Yep, I think. Like I IS. Remember. Yep,
1: IS. <laughs>
0: I love it. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for
1: coming on. This was fun. This was fun. <laughs> thank you, Cassie. And thank you for everyone that has made it uh, through this episode and past my little rant. I'm sorry, I got a little heated there. Um, so thank you guys for being, for being here and for your support. And don't forget, we still have some koozies left. If you'd like to order a koozie, a forward farming koozie, just follow the link in our Instagram bio to get those ordered. Um, I'd love to send you a little note <laughs> and say hi, unless you're the two-star person, then you can just not.
2: <laughs> you're going to get a middle. You Don't forget.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel like I need to read that movie quote again about the sunshine and rainbows and
1: just wanting to be friends. Do I need to get the quote? No, I'm good. I'm good. My veins stopped throbbing in my forehead. We're good. (laughs) Okay, good.
0: Well, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, If you made it through this, we appreciate you. Have a bush latte on us. Well, not on us. We're not going to give you a bush latte, but go drink one.
1: You know, you know what we mean. Anyway. Thanks guys. We'll see you next week.